you're listening to the Unemployed AF Dad Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Adam and Leslie Lancaster. Hello and welcome to another episode of Unemployed AF Dead. My name is Adam. And I'm Leslie. And man, last last episode was awesome. Thanks again to Allison for being on the podcast. We had wanted to talk to her for a really long time and truly enjoyed the conversation. She's a rad chick. She sure is. Honestly. So my thanks again to Allison. Today we're going to talk about masculinity and femininity and what society thinks that that means and how it's not that usually whatsoever. <laughs> so, you know, when we think of masculinity, we think of, you know, strong and confrontational and in charge, a leader, um, suppresses their emotions. Did I miss anything there? <laughs> no, I, I think you checked all the toxic masculinity <laughs> traits off. But it's just so silly because, again, society tries to define a large population of people um, by, you know, some similar traits that they may have and then put them in a nice little box and label it and say, this is what a man's supposed to be and this is what a woman's supposed to be. And you could do that with with anything, really. So I guess the question to start off is, as a woman, what do you think society expects of you? How do they label you? And then how do you really feel about that label? <laughs> Um, so I think society, especially now, since, I mean, women are in the workforce and they're also raising families together, I think that, um, society expects women to like literally do everything. Like you're supposed Super to be, woman. yeah, you're supposed to be able to be like crushing it at work and having like a Pinterest perfect house. And, you know, your kids are like always like well-dressed and, you know, or just even like the basic things like keeping up with like having a clean house and the laundry done and the lunches packed and all of that stuff. I think now in 2023, we're moving into a day and age where men are stepping up more and um, doing more of that work, which is so magnificent and so wonderful. And I love seeing partnerships like that. Or even like uh, I was in a neighborhood over the weekend and uh, or on Friday and I saw two dads picking up their kids from the bus stop. And I was like, oh, that's so lovely. You know, Isn't that crazy, though, that when we see something like that, it's out of the norm. We're like, oh, look at that dad being a parent. I think it's getting it's it's getting more to the norm. Um, but yes, I know. Like, that's sad that that's my thought of like, oh, how lovely are those fathers are picking yeah. their children up. Right. That they I think if you help create. Right. I think if you asked 100 people who they would expect the primary caregiver to be in a house. Oh, yeah. They would probably, you know, a large majority of them would say the mother. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. Um, but anyways, yeah. Like, I think that society kind of expects women to um, 
you know, be, yeah, like you said, the, be everything. The, the, the primary of everything, like you're the scheduler, you make sure that everything is running smooth. You make sure that, you know, on this day, all the kids get to where they need or, oh, you, you know, this week they're doing this in school. So you got to make sure you have, you know, the cute outfit if they want to dress or the pajamas or, you know, like all of that stuff that falls um, largely on women. And then we kind of wonder why women are, you know, burnt out or stressed or, you know, kind of just needs her wine feel, at the end of the yeah, night. Yeah. yeah. Or we just feel like we can't do life anymore it's because we've gave and gave and gave and gave and we have not provided anything for ourselves. i will not stand on my my self-love soapbox today because that is not, not the time for it um, what isn't that an episode staple <laughs> it typically is um but yeah i think that's what you know society kind of um that that's the expectations of a mother what do you think about or not a mother but like a female mm-hmm. um what do you think about as a male or well uh, father yeah in society? i think the expectation of men in general in society is that we are the primary breadwinner you mm-hmm. know we make the money we're the ones who go to work mm-hmm. um and then it's almost up to the little misses at home to take care of all the rest like but the little misses isn't at home right, the little misses is <laughs> as we've said many many times in this day and age it's almost a necessity to have a two income household mm-hmm. just because of the cost of living and it's you know really difficult for only one person to work and still be able to afford everything mm-hmm. but yeah traditionally that you know you think of the man as the one who's off to work and not really, you know, um, involved in the day-to-day care of children Mm -hmm. because they're not there. And it's just um, the expectation they come home and dinner should be ready. And again, this is a really kind of leave it to beaver type of, you know, thinking. I think, as you said, we've progressed a long way. And Mm -hmm. I feel like there's probably still certain families out there that operate that way. Um, but also just kind of the expectations that I, I see as a, you know, as a male in, in today's society is that we cannot, um, we cannot be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We cannot admit that we are struggling, uh, are, you know, going through things or that we have emotions. Like you have you know, to stay strong. Pull yourself up by the bootstrap, which I don't even honestly know what that means, but <laughs> You know, it's what America was just, built on. Yeah. Just, you know, push it down, push it down. Nobody cares. Mm. You know, you got to, you just got to go out and continue to, you know, be a man. And, um, or even when you can relate that to alcohol, like man up, you know, take, take your shot of whiskey. And, oh, and just, yeah. you know, if you're not a real man, if you don't like sports and hunting and drinking and, you know, just all these yeah. ridiculous definitions of what a man should be. Yeah. Because again, we always try to label people because we you know it's easy right Mm -hmm. if you think of a man you think of this you think of a woman you think of that Mm -hmm. and uh, with the understanding of every single person is unique and different do we all share some of the same you know same characteristics sure Sure. but then we all have different ones too Mm -hmm. and just because i'm a man and i don't like to you know hunt or i don't like sports whatever doesn't make me any less of a man Um, you know, so, Mm -hmm. uh, I think there are all these expectations put on men and sometimes it's really hard when you like something or you feel a certain way or you want to live a certain way and it doesn't align with what 
you know, you feel society expects of you, it can make you feel, quote, less of a man and question your masculinity. And again, that's it can probably, you know, mess with a lot of guys. Do you think that's why a lot of men drink? To like suppress what they're actually feeling inside. And so they're like, well, if I just numb it, if I just if I just blend in, if I just do what the other guys do, like I won't stand out. hundred percent. Yeah. And again, that's not for every, sure. every man. But yeah, I think they're uh, going back to kind of um, suppressing your, your emotions and your feelings. And uh, I think there still is somewhat of a stigma for men who want to go to therapy. Um, maybe it's becoming better. Again, this is just my my own personal views. This yeah. is certainly not everyone's, but I think that there are still probably guys out there that don't want to go to therapy that probably want, you know, they probably deep down inside want to, or maybe feel like they need somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, but they might be afraid of what other people think if, if they knew they were going to therapy. Cause again, you're a man, just man up, you know, just, you got to keep going, keep going through it. And I mean, that's, you know, I'm sure that there are people out there that feel that way. And it's really sad uh, because, you know, that we have such a mental health epidemic these Mm -hmm. days. And I think a lot of it is to do with the fact that, you know, men uh, are are afraid to, you know, again, be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. afraid to show emotion, admit that they are going through something and that they can't do it on their own. Mm -hmm. I think there is that independence that a lot of men have that they're going to just take care of it. And they feel like, you know, my family depends on me. I have to figure this out. Even kind of going back to, you know, maybe biblical, you know, uh, days where, um, you know, husbands were were the, the person who led the family. You know, wives were supposed to submit to their husbands. And so, you know, do have that kind of image of the man being the rock for for his family and Mm -hmm. the provider and, you know, the person that leads. And that could be a really, really heavy burden to bear. Yeah, absolutely. I go back to when you said um, basically like, you know, sensitivity is not acceptable in men. And it makes me think of Mark Groves because he has said multiple times Um, you know, I was always a very sensitive man and he's like, I just didn't basically like, I didn't know how to deal with that growing up. Because you're going to be called names if you're a boy and you're sensitive growing up in school. I mean, kids can be, he's mid forties too. So he was, you know, growing up in the eighties and you know, um, yeah, there just wasn't that, um, level of understanding, which I think I want to be hopeful and say that to, to, in today's age that, we're a little bit more um, progressive and mindful and we can understand that mm-hmm. boys can be sensitive and girls can be tough. <laughs> <laughs> well, even you think about, uh, you know, gender stereotypes like boys like blue and mm-hmm. girls like pink and boys like trucks and girls like dolls. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think for the most part, if, if a parent, you know, their child is playing with a toy that's outside the, you know, societal norm for a boy or a girl. I think we're just like, okay, you know, whatever. I mean, they, they want to play with what they want to play with. It's not a big deal, but Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are still 
men out there who, if their son was playing with a a baby doll, they would say, "Nope, not you're not going to play with that." Like that's Which not for we boys. We should be championing championing that, right? We should be giving our boys dolls because do we do we not want them to grow up to be caring and right. loving fathers? Right. We want them to be learning those like nurturing characteristics, so that when they do step into fatherhood, it's not like. I've never tapped into this before. I have no clue, you know, how to do this. Yeah, that's a great point. Even toys are are catered to, you know, boys or girls. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, kitchen sets and tea parties and dolls, of course. And it's all targeted towards little girls. And boys, yeah, like, you know, Nerf guns and and trucks and, um, you know, army men and and stuff like that, you Mm -hmm. know, that portrays masculinity. This Mm -hmm. is how you're supposed to be as a boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like we subconsciously just like pour that into our children rather than just saying like, you're a boy and you want to go out and garden or you want to learn to cook or you want to play with baby, like whatever it is, like you're, (laughs) you're open and available to do it. You're free to do that. Yeah. It's just so crazy. Like when you really start thinking about it, it's like we're almost like we're programming our children to to think right. like that, right? Like we're programming them to put humans into a box. Into a box, mm-hmm. yeah. When we all know that no matter if you're a man or you're a woman, you have characteristics of both. You're, you yeah. have feminine energy. characteristics, energy, as well as masculine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, like, you know, masculine energy tends to be more of like, you know, willpower and clarity and focus. Like those are your strengths of being in your masculine energy. And then, you know, in your feminine energy, you're more um, open to like creativity and possibilities. And, you know, you don't have to have that like, well, I, I completed step A and then I go to step B and then I go to step C. Um, a lot of times when you're in your feminine energy, like it doesn't matter if it's not in the directions or on the map, you can still get there um, because you have that um, like creative or intuitive um, inside of you. And yeah, like you said, we have both of these energies residing in us so you're a man and you have masculine and feminine energy and i'm a woman and i have masculine and feminine energy and we tend to dominantly have one or the other um typically um but you know you can be a man and you can have more dominant feminine energy and i can be a woman and have more dominant masculine energy like that's that's okay. That's yeah. acceptable. Offline, <laughs> offline, you were talking about that. Like again, going back to women in the workplace mm-hmm. and how they, you know, the workplace has been dominated by men. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the world in general has women been had dominated to by men claw for most of, and yeah, you know, and there was lots of strife to just be able to to be a part of the workplace. So you think of a, a powerful woman in the workplace, you mm-hmm. do think of masculine traits, yeah. right? And those women may have, you know, if you think of like a, you know, a CEO or, you know, somebody like that who's in like a very powerful position, she may be more dominantly in masculine energy or she may be masking her feminine energy because she feels she like she feels has, like to, she act she a has way. to be this yeah. person because, you know, if you're working in the corporate world, like 
don't like you you're supposed to suppress your emotions you're not supposed to show weakness because emotions equal weakness to our society and that could not be farther from the truth do you think some women who are you know in powerful positions in the workplace feel like they have to almost um, assert that dominance so that they'll get respect of their male superiors you know oh yeah i I think absolutely you know if you not superiors that's the wrong word to use like you know well if people that you know know, work if your boss is a is a man then he would you know be your superior then yeah i think there definitely is that pressure to um you know keep things um, buttoned up and, you know, God forbid cry, you know, God forbid, like, you know, have a emotional meltdown or a crisis or something like that. Or, you know, sometimes, um, you know, people will throw shade like, oh, it must be that time of the month or, oh. you know, something that's a, that, so... Can we just, that's a terrible thing to say to anyone. Like, absolutely. don't ever say anything like absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yes. Because that is... One, that's not a bad thing. Like, no, it's that's, natural. That's absolutely natural. And that's what brings life into the world. It's actually quite sacred. And we won't go down that rabbit hole no, today. probably but, not. <laughs> but um, it is. Like, we've demeaned something that is so miraculous and so wonderful to keeping our population and our society going you know we've deemed it it's like a bad thing and even as women you know like we we get fussy about it like ah you know Mm -hmm. um but i think yeah sometimes if you just kind of you know flip the switch and turn your way of thinking so what do you do as a parent to make sure that you're raising your kids to not fall into one of those gender stereotypes? Mm-hmm. But uh, also with the understanding that if they, you know, act a certain way, they may be made fun of at school. Um, you know, I don't I don't I don't really remember a whole lot about, you know, growing up and, you know, whether or not there was certain boys in the class that acted more like girls or vice versa and if, you know if they were made fun of but i know that that probably still happens so how i don't know how do you kind of make sure that they you know are aware that they can be interested in anything they want to um but also maybe explain to them that there's still probably going to be people out there that expect you to act a certain way no i think you said it just there you know you talk to them you explain to them you know like you're free to love whatever you know extracurricular or whatever makes you super excited you know if you're a boy and you love theater like go for it be passionate about it that's amazing that's wonderful and like champion that for them um And, you know, when there is a critic in their life, because it doesn't matter if you are doing all the things right or you're doing all the things wrong, like you're going to have critics in your life, right? Like somebody's going to have an opinion. Somebody's going to have an opinion about what you're doing. And when that time comes, you just, I think you just have an open discussion with them. Like, Mm. hey, everybody's not going to love you, you know, like that's just the way it is. And the, foundation for you is to love yourself first and foremost and it doesn't matter who you have to disappoint in your life if you love yourself then that's really all that matters yeah what do you think how do you yeah i think i think it's just sitting them down and saying it doesn't matter what you think you should like or you how uh, how you think you should act mm-hmm. 
just do do what you like and you know as you said there's probably always going to be people out there that say what what they want to say but again you know that kind of goes back to their own insecurities and maybe their environment and the way Mm -hmm. they were raised and so I think it's really important to just tell kids to be kids you know play with the things you like to play with you know Mm -hmm. if you are a boy and you're emotional that's fine you know that's I think it's almost a good thing to tell Mm -hmm. them like hey feel your feelings if you're crying and somebody calls you a baby or a sissy I mean just let it slide right off your back right you know because you don't want to you don't want to grow up and be that that person who bottles it all up and thinks that you have to be tough and and you can't show you know, emotion and let people You find think. yourself in your early thirties in like a, a crisis and mm-hmm. you're like, Oh my gosh, you know, like I, I got a lot of work to do ahead mm-hmm. of me, you know, and you have to do a lot of that deep soul searching as you're ra- um, raising your own children. And I think we have a lot of adults that are, are in the process of that right now. They're doing their own work and they're raising their children at the same time. And that's probably one of the hardest things, um, one of the hardest things that you can do. It's not impossible, but I think that if we can raise um, emotionally intelligent children, then um, we can then you know, kind of pay it forward to the next generation so that they don't have to do the work while they're raising their babies. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Going back to the whole, um, you know, men drinking alcohol, because of course this is all about about an alcohol-free journey. It just kind of jogged my memory. I probably should have said it 10 minutes ago when we were talking about it, but some of the comments that I've gotten, you know, on like Instagram about like, oh, grown man can't handle his liquor or <laughs> oh i think you have a vagina where your penis should be and like oh, just comments so demeaning. like that it's, yeah exactly it's just like you almost just wonder what what these people were raised as you know like and you know i do i do feel for them because yeah. obviously there's something that happened yeah. in their life to, to cause them to say things like that yeah. and think that way you know, maybe they don't really think that way. Maybe they just were looking to to kind of stir the pot a little bit. But again, going back to like raising raising boys to be think that they have to be a certain way to be a man. They have to mm. drink alcohol, or they have to, you know, uh, you know, again, hunt or, yeah. or you know, play sports or or like why be, is a vagina synonymous with weakness yeah. like why why or, is that something that you like use to throw shade right or just there was <laughs> the kids were watching something the other day and there's like it was pe and all the boys uh-huh. were out there with their coach and he's like come on ladies i was yeah. like it's just like why is that an insult yes it's like we are teaching men to like don't be like women because being like women equals bad Mm -hmm. it's like and i understand that it's very sneaky and you know like um it's not i don't think it's meant with ill intent um but like let's open up our eyes let's open up our minds and realize that that is really rude and demeaning to women (laughs) can you think of any instances when you were growing up that you felt like hey i i have to do this because i'm a girl um what do you mean like you just felt like i i have to act a certain way or have to play with certain things because i'm a girl and that's just what girls do oh um not as no 
Not really, because I was more of like, I guess you would like put me under more of like a tomboy-ish mm-hmm. kid. So like I had dolls and things like that, but I also um, played soccer and I liked getting dirty. And um, yeah, I think I think the biggest thing was like, um, you know, like I like to dress and like, I guess I have more like a masculine style. Like I like flannels and um you know, like I'm just not very girly. I, I don't want to put on sequins. I don't want to wear high heels. I don't, I don't want to do any again, of that You just stuff. said I'm not very girly. Like <laughs> you're again, going back to what society defines being defines girly. As girly. As, that yeah. is, that is very true. Yeah. Like, I guess like that femininity that, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that, that society puts in that box, like that's not what I fall into. Um, and as an adult, it's easier to, um, I guess like, um, ease into like, Hey, these clothes make me feel good and confident and I'm going to wear them. But I think it's really difficult in high school. Um, whenever you see all of your other friends, like dressing a certain way and you're like, Oh, well, this is my, my crew. And if I don't dress like them, like I'm going to stick out like a sore thumb. So, but maybe they, <laughs> I guess I have to, maybe they dress that way because they saw like, uh, you know, American Eagle ad yeah or a abercrombie or a, these are or a britney spears that, m- music video or <laughs> popular when we were in high school hollister you know right exactly because that's how boys dress that's how girls yeah. dress yeah boys are yeah more i don't know like i don't know girls it was more like it felt like girls was more about fashion and boys it was just like you know this is just an outfit it, it's boys didn't tend to care as much about maybe how they dressed um, I don't know, there's a lot of to... like men and boys that really care oh about, yeah oh yeah there are you know like their appearance and i remember like you know you don't so much now because no, you like work to, from home I but like to look nice. i think yeah. you you used to really enjoy you know like going shopping and especially like shoes and stuff like that and that's true working from home i feel like has kind of uh squelched that for you because you don't really have the opportunity to dress up very much much anymore and it's more so like looking at something and being like well where am i really honestly gonna Mm -hmm. wear this to you know yeah um but yeah and an interesting um interesting paradox there did you feel like there was certain things so when i was growing up i did ballet Uh so i i was when i was a kid like when i was five i started taking ballet Uh and i was one of only two boys that did it and kids in school uh-huh. who found out that a boy did ballet were like that's what girls do yeah and so that was that was something that i dealt with for mm-hmm. a while until i finally stopped and i think you know a did you enjoy reason, it i did enjoy it you like did. it was i was getting to be athletic and move my body uh-huh. and do jumps and um i got to hang out with a lot of girls and, you know, <laughs> so but yeah after a while i was just like you know this is this is not what a boy does so why am i doing this did I, you stop it because of i that? don't really remember or did you just stop you. enjoying yeah. it but I, mean, I was like i also played baseball and i mm-hmm. ran track and so i like you know had a blend of both yeah. i guess but yeah i mean that was just something that boys didn't do yeah right and like boys weren't really artsy per se Mm -hmm. you know that was more of a girl thing to do and you know that was 30 years ago creativity is more of like a feminine energy Mm -hmm. too yeah so like if you're creating something but it doesn't matter if you're creating something like you know a 
a software program on a computer. Like that's creativity. That's in your feminine energy or, you know, you're creating, um, you know, social media platform Mm -hmm. or you're, you know, painting or knitting or, you know, whatever it is. Like that's all feminine energy because that's all creativity. That's interesting you mentioned tech because tech predominantly is a, is a male right? industry. Exactly. Right? And I think more and more women are definitely <clears throat> breaking into tech. Mm-hmm. Um, but traditionally, yeah. Or like if you think about all the jobs out there that are, you know, manual labor, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, uh, electrician or plumber or somebody who works in a warehouse yeah. or um, you know, shipyard, you know, that that's all traditionally men, like men have had the jobs that are more dangerous, mm-hmm. I guess, like building skyscrapers and, you know, working on power lines and yeah. things like that. Even police officers, traditionally men, right? Mm-hmm. Like law enforcement, you know, yeah. and there's a lot more women now, there but is. there's, it's just weird to have, there's still in this day and age, there's still certain things that you're just like, well, I'm assuming that a man does it or I'm assuming that a woman does it. Yeah. Well, I think that it was so difficult for women just to break into the workforce. And then, um, it was like, you know, clerical or administrative work. And then, you know, it's almost like women have had to prove themselves, Mm -hmm. um, worthy of things like, you know, even like working in the white house or, um, you know, being the CEO of something or even like, you know, construction worker or, um, police officer or something like that. You know, there's just, women have had to work so hard just to get their foot in the door. And then it was like, we really had to push even farther or even harder in order to get into those quote, more masculine jobs, you know? And you look at, uh, what's the, probably the most desired, well, I don't desire, but the most powerful position (laughs) in the world, the president of the United States. Still. We've never had a woman. Never had a woman. Yep. I know. I think that still kind of is pretty reflective of society and and how men are still the dominant um, gender, it seems like. And again, I think we're certainly on the right track as to more Mm -hmm. equality. And I know a lot of, you know, workplaces push for equality Mm -hmm. and, um, but I still feel like we have a ways to go too, in some regards. Yes, absolutely. But I think conversations like this kind of, um, you know, just remind people to like, oh, keep that conversation mm-hmm. going or, you know, just bring things to light of like, huh, I never realized I was, you know, pushing this toy on my kid, right. you know, like maybe I should let them walk down the boy aisle, quote, boy aisle, right. you know, and see if something, you know, strikes their fancy. Yeah. Even at Target, there are certain aisles like, oh, yep. this is for girls, this yep. is for boys. Yeah. And like our children... Uh, like they fall into those categories. Well, I guess they don't because, you know, Bliss likes Legos mm-hmm. and Levi yeah. likes to draw. And- yeah, again, it's if a, if my son likes Legos and likes, quote, boy things, then that's fine. Just mm-hmm. do what you like, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. And he's, he's artistic too. And he's, yeah. you know, yep. he's played, you know, baby dolls with, with Bliss. So mm-hmm. yep. having, yeah. having a mixture, but yeah, it, it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean you have to push them one way or the other, no, right? No, not at all. I think exposing um, your kids to all things and then just letting them naturally gravitate to mm-hmm. what what pulls them in is probably your best bet. And even as adults, we just have to be you know, mindful that, hey, it doesn't matter what society thinks uh, uh-huh. that I should yeah. do because I'm a man or a woman. Yep. I, you know, and 
that doesn't define who I am either mm -hmm. just because I like to do this or I like to do that or I act a certain way or I dress a certain way. I think again, we're it all just, unique. We're all, it, we yeah. are. And it goes back to, um, your, like your foundation within yourself, knowing mm -hmm. who you are, um, what your values are, comfortable in your own skin, being comfortable mm -hmm. in your skin, loving yourself, taking care of yourself, having emotional intelligence. Like these are all the foundations of like being able to really like express yourself and, and being comfortable going out into the world and just being like, these are the things that I like. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not shameful because of that. And I don't feel a certain way. Like this is just who I am. Ultimately doesn't all come back to just self-love. It does. Personal growth, working, putting the time and the effort into yourself. Into yourself. It, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I didn't want to go there, but I'm so glad that you did. To. It really, truly does. <laughs> it does. It, it always goes back to going into yourself to like listening to what you have to say because ultimately you have all of the answers like sometimes you just need to um, sit and listen and be quiet and reflective and go inside and see if you can hear what you're saying absolutely well that's all i have <laughs> <laughs> you're done i'm done we, uh, <laughs> we figured saw, out all, we the all the world's problems, problems. <laughs> As always, thank you all so much for listening. Hey, if anybody out there wants to be a guest or knows anyone who might be a good guest on our show, please let us know because we're always looking. We love having guests. I feel very fortunate that we've had, I think, six so far um, and probably a couple more lined up and just trying to figure out schedules. So, uh, yeah, if anybody out there would love to be on the show, we would love to have you. We won't charge you. In fact, <laughs> in fact we'll let you come on for free. So. All right. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful week. See ya.